All right, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I'm your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. So how does Fanatics' new sports car deal affect the autograph industry? Now, by now, you have all heard about Fanatics taking away the licensing from Topps and Panini uh, to become the exclusive sports card licensee uh, holder for the uh, MLB, NBA, and also now the NFL. And today we're going to be talking about two things. Now, how, how does this deal affect the autograph industry and what does the future of the autograph industry look like in general? So first off, let's talk about how does this epic sports car deal affect the autograph industry well as we see in the deal fanatics is the exclusive provider for all baseball basketball and football cards now and you know this is a deal with the respective leagues and their players unions now because of that a company like panini couldn't uh, work out a deal with just the players union and make baseball cards with no team logos like they currently do uh, some people really hate those cards. Some people really like those cards. I don't mind them too much, but it is kind of weird when you don't see all the team logos on the cards. But part of the deal gives the leagues equity in this new company being formed to run the sports card part of the business. Now, could we see a ripple down effect like this um, in relation to the autograph industry? Will we see something similar like that? You know, where Fanatics simply takes over all the autograph signings for players within the union of certain leagues. Now, I certainly think that this is definitely highly plausible. Now, put yourself in uh, MLB shoes for just a minute. Okay, you just signed over this exclusive sports car deal to Fanatics, who runs your website, uh, a company who you're an equity partner in, and who handles pretty much all of your licensed merchandise. At this point, you can say, you know, MLB is probably, you know, pretty happy with Fanatics. You know, what else uh, is left to have, you know, Fanatics run? What else can you give them? Well, how about the autograph signings of every player in the MLB union? Now, similar deal to the sports card one. You have a separate company run all the signings for MLB give MLB and the union equity in the new company. Uh, they would have, you know, predetermined autograph rates for each athlete. And each athlete would have uh, agreed to, you know, sign up to a certain number of items each year. You know, and on top of that, uh, you know, the athlete would get paid per autograph. And then also each athlete would also get a part of the revenue sharing of the new company. One of the biggest benefits to a deal like this would be already having all the deals in place, okay? No negotiations needed. All Fanatics and the player would have to do is set up a day and time. Let's say, for example, a no-name pitcher throws a no-hitter, right? Some guy you've never heard of before, but all of a sudden everybody wants their autograph, and Fanatics wants him to sign photos of that particular game. Now, all they would have to do would be just to pick up the phone, set up a time, and basically they are done with the signing. All that uh, negotiations in the background is already done, and it just expedites the process very quickly. Again, since Fanatics has the license to print the MLB photos, getting approval is pretty quick. 
They can have them up and ready to be sold within an hour of the game. Now, of course, you know, the photos will be just kind of stock images and not actually signed just yet. But the turnaround time from the event happening to items being ready to be sold would be almost instantaneously. And how it works now is Fanatics would have to track down that player's agent, see if they're even willing to do an autograph signing. You know, some guys aren't. Some guys really don't care. It's not really their thing. You know, figure out a price, then get a contract signed, agree to a date. I mean, there's just lots of back and forth that can be avoided with a new exclusive deal. MLB has shown a preference to these sorts of deals because not only does it benefit the league, but it also benefits the players' unions, not just for this year, but in future years. You know, signing autographs just once allows the player to make money just that one time. But knowing they will make a small percentage off the total sales of the company they are signing for, it makes that deal that much sweeter. You know, why not have you know, everything under one roof? It just makes everything so much easier for the leagues and, of course, for fanatics. And it also makes your accounting department very happy with just one licensee holder. All right, number two, outside of fanatics, what does the future of the autograph industry look like? Right? Everything is changing constantly here. First, let's talk about authentication. Now, the days of the you know, putting the hologram and then having your matching COA card are pretty much at its wits end right now, okay? Uh, Fanatics has already switched over and MLB has already switched over to that little QR code that you see on the, uh, on the hologram. Beckett just switched over, so all you gotta do is basically just scan that QR code with your phone and it takes you right to the authentication website. Super easy to do. If you know that's what you need to do, sometimes I get calls all the time. Hey, where's the card with this? Well, you just got to do this. You got to scan it with your phone. And uh, so a lot of people just have to kind of get used to that. But no one likes those little COA cards. Uh, you know, they get lost. They get damaged. Uh, you know, for us dealers, they are just a huge pain trying to get everything matched up before shipping out to a customer. I mean, imagine you get, you know, 100 pieces back from a signing and every single one has got to get matched up to that card. You got to put it in the right one. And what if you ship it the wrong, to the wrong customer? Now you got to get it back. It's just a big pain in the butt. Having just that hologram that goes right to the website is very easy for us, but also very easy for the customer. Again, they can, everybody's got pretty much a smartphone now. Very easy to authenticate uh, your item. It'll be just a great day once those COA cards are gone. You know, sports cards, uh, you know, autograph authentication, you know, when you get your cards signed at signings now, that's going to be changing dramatically too. Now, at the National this year, I talked with Jimmy Spence from JSA. He's the head honcho over there. He's the one who started JSA. And he didn't give me specific details on here, but he said that they are working on a way to authenticate your cards and potentially slab them for you. Now, whether or not this happens at the actual signing or afterwards, it's not clear just yet, but I'm hoping if not in 2021, in 2022, that we can get to the point to where you are sending in your cards to an autograph signing, that they can just slab them right there on the spot, authenticating them and getting them back to you, basically having a witnessed uh, you know, autograph on your card and having it slabbed so it's protected there. You know, no more needing to have a, a JSA sticker added to your card. 
you know, my hope is that, you know, with them being able to slab them right there at the signing, this will just expedite the process for everybody, make your experience as a customer that much better. Uh, you know, but nobody likes getting a card back and then having your sticker on it. Or if you don't get the sticker on it, then you got to send it off to PSA or Beckett and then you got to wait three or four months to get it back. Nobody wants to do that. That's just a big time consumer. And then what happens if they say, hey, listen, your card is not authentic in our opinion, but you just get it done at a pay signing. You know, that's always a concern. It doesn't happen all that often, but I have seen it happen. So uh, much better to have everything authenticated right there at the signing. It just saves everybody so much time and money. And it's just, again, it's going to be an extra revenue source for it, these companies if they can go ahead and set it up to make sure it happens at the signing, not after the signing. All right, next let's talk about the actual signings themselves. While the autograph industry is still rather small, as most dealers kind of know everyone, uh, it is becoming larger and larger every single year. Not to the level of sports cards just yet, but it is a booming business. You know, certain companies are getting larger and larger and the industry is starting to consolidate. One of the uh, you know, most dealers' least favorite things is to take customer items in for signings. Now, I don't mind it. It's, it's one of the reasons why I post so many you know, different autograph signings. I think it's always fun to see uh, you know, what an item looks like, uh, unsigned when it comes in, and then seeing what the final product looks like. Uh, and seeing a customer you know, you know, stoked to have this new item in their collection that they've waited for sometimes years to get signed. You know, plus, you know, so many customers have you know, never sent in an item to a private signing, so they're always nervous about it, which is understandable. So it's always fun for me to, to ease their mind and let them know that, there, you know, there is someone at the actual other end who is going to be receiving your item and taking care of it. So it's very nice to always chat with them and, and find out what they collect and all that kind of stuff, but put their mind at ease. But the trend I am seeing is that for private signings, a lot of dealers have stopped taking customer items, preferring to get their own product signed and sell it after the signing. You know, they do this for a couple different reasons. Right? Number one, switching out pens and doing you know, different inscriptions on each item is a big time consumer. Oftentimes, athletes will do a timed deal, which basically you know, gives you, say, an hour or two hours to sign autographs where you can get done whatever you need to get done in that time frame, and then you pay them per autograph. But customer items, they take away from that time just because they take longer to get done. And number two, you know, what happens if the item you know, gets messed up and you know, it's not your item, but it's a customer's item, right? So now you've got to deal with replacing the item or refunding. It just can become a big headache for some dealers. And number three, they want to make the signing as easy as possible for the athlete so that the athlete will want to work with them again all right you know having uh, them come in and sign the same item over and over again a hundred times in a row is very simple it's very easy to manage and i really think you know for the most part uh, some of the uh, you know bigger athletes that you know do these private signings where you can send in your own item is going to start dwindling i really think it's going to kind of go away for some of the bigger name athletes where you're going to be able to not send in your items to be signed you know, I remember, you know, the day when companies would, you know, take in, they say, you know, items from 10 different dealers for a signing and have, you know, 10 different or so people advertising the same signing at different pricing. And it was just very, very confusing. 
those days are are long gone. You know, now a lot of these signings have strict minimum orders and pricing requirements that have to be met, which I, I don't mind for the most part. But you know, some of the minimum order requirements can just be crazy. Uh, you know, to offer out to you know your customers. Um, for example, I just got offered a deal to guarantee a hundred autographs before I even started selling this guy which is very, very risky for someone like me. So that's why you're starting to see a lot less and less uh, signings being offered out by some people. It's just because those minimum order requirements are starting to get up there for dealers like me. And if I don't meet that 100 minimum piece requirement for a certain guy and only 50 pieces are sold, now I've got to fork over 50 pieces of my own. And of course, that gets very, very expensive. But if you see your favorite autograph, uh, favorite athlete right now doing an autograph signing, you know, don't take it for granted that that's how it's always going to be. Take Derek Jeter, for example. All right, he's got a signing coming up here in, uh, he just did one in August 2021. He's got another one in September, October, and then he's going to have another one potentially December and January. Uh, it, it seems like the last time that he signed was like a decade ago, right? I mean, it was just super hard to get his autograph, and he didn't want to do inscriptions and all that kind of stuff. And then now he signs an exclusive deal with MLB for a few signings, all right? Now, take advantage of that while you can. Now, this isn't a sales pitch to buy Derek Jeter's autograph. I'm just using him as an example, right? But if you see an athlete that doesn't sign that much or is getting up there in age, such as Julius Irving, uh, you know, take advantage of that signing while you can. You know, lots can change very quickly in the industry. Guys can stop signing, their health goes down, or their exclusive deal ends and they don't want to sign anymore. And I know some of these guys are kind of getting really expensive, so is Jeter, but if you can afford it, I, know I would definitely be all over guys like that. Exclusive autograph deals are going to become more and more common. Uh, getting some of these guys to sign is becoming very expensive, and companies want to protect their investments by locking up an athlete for one or two years. And it's not just you know big-time athletes uh, that are signing exclusive deals. Uh, I just talked to an athlete who I've done uh, at least three signings with, and I wanted to get him to sign a couple more things for me. And you know, he's a he had a great college career and, and a decent pro career, but he's no you know no huge star on the autograph industry um, you know market. And he told me that he couldn't. He just signed an exclusive deal to do three show appearances, and then he could sign the autographs after those three shows and. I was like, wow, like I, I had no idea anybody would want to sign you to an exclusive deal. But I mean, congrats, though. But man, that was just totally blew my mind on him there. And there are also you know, other reasons to sign guys to exclusive deals. You know, Take Fanatics, for example. They recently added Jerry Rice and Joe Montana to their exclusive list. And obviously, those guys are you know, the best of the best at their positions. And their autographs obviously sell very well. But Fanatics is a corporate company, and they deal with many Fortune 500 companies. And one of the requests they get is for their athletes to come to, say, a corporate event and do a keynote speech and sign a few autographs, for example. You've seen these guys do all these keynote speeches. I mean, they're kind of cheesy. And whatnot. I don't know if it ever you know, motivates anybody at the actual company. I, just, I don't know. I think they're a big waste of money. But anyway, people really like this stuff. They like to see the guys come out and sign some autographs. And that can be a big moneymaker for a company uh, like Fanatics. Exclusive autograph deals are, you know, are going to be just a small part of it, though. I talked with one dealer uh, last month who has a few uh, pretty high-ranking athletes. And these guys are the, the best of the best at their positions. He's got them under exclusive autograph deals. And his plan 
was to represent all of these athletes, not just for the autograph signings, but for all things marketing. And not just during your traditional marketing. I'm talking about you know, handling the athlete's personal branding. Sort of kind of how like uh, Gary Vee has uh, you know, signed a few college athletes to those NIL deals, those name, image, likeness ones. The plan is to run not just their you know, autograph signings, but also think you know, social media, marketing, all their endorsements and all that kind of stuff. And Fanatics just did a signing with uh, one of Gary V's guys at uh, Clemson's uh, starting quarterback, too. So uh, that's another thing these guys are signing. They're signing these guys to deals and then farming them out to, you know, Fanatics or whatnot uh, or who else is doing autograph signings to, you know, get them to a deal and then basically sell that deal to someone else. But it's going to be very interesting if, you know, colleges themselves start offering their own students NIL deals and then farming them out to companies, like I said, like to Fanatics, and to have the you know, Fanatics handle all the orders and all the website management. But basically, the school makes money off of that particular athlete. My point being, the future of the autograph industry is all about consolidation and equity. The more you can offer an athlete, the better chance you will have at securing a deal. And it isn't necessarily about how much you pay per autograph. You know, athletes want to see what's in it for them in the long term. That's why Fanatics has such a huge upper hand. They have tons to offer. Website management, fulfillment, equity, and all the licensing you would ever need. Again, hope you guys like this episode. Uh, Again, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. I definitely always appreciate it. Again, visit the website, powersportsmobilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. You guys can see all the autograph signings I've got coming up. If you guys got any questions on that one, let me know. But I will see you on the next episode.